You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hello, friend of God, and welcome to Faith with Friends podcast. Today is Therapy Thursday, and I'm your host, Lisa Lorenzo. And today we're talking with Dr. Lydia Martinez about the ins and outs of communication styles. So if you're interested in understanding and improving your communication style, then this might be the podcast for you. Our guest today is Dr. Lydia Martinez. She's a mental health counselor with a PhD in marriage and family therapy and certified to work with addiction as well. She has a passion for helping others and helping them know God better. And she's going to share with us how to establish new habits on communication. So hi, Dr. Lydia, and thank you again for joining us. Oh, thank you, Lisa. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to share God's word and to educate people a little bit better on on how we can be better ourselves. And today's topic, we're going to be educating ourselves and others on communication and and, and what that means. And, and first, I, th- I always think it's important to define communication styles. So communication is the life blood of all all relationships and God gave us this ability to speak for the purpose of helping others right not hurting them right and there's times that we have to say tough things to each other right yes but the bible does inst- it instructs us to say them graciously in the context of a demonstrated heart of love and that comes from Ephesians 4:15 it also comes from Tim Bryan Tim Bryan is a biblical counselor and we can give you more information about him but he is amazing i think that one day we will invite him on the show absolutely um, i want to go ahead and read that reference for Ephesians 4:15 it says speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ that's right And so what does communication look like? We can break it down into five different types of communication. And once we break down those communication styles, we can set some goals for optimum communication style. So reviewing scripture that leads you to seek God's help, that's going to help you in order to be able to weave a biblical sense into this, okay? Yes. Have sort of a moral compass, right? For everything that we do. And it, we will be providing a download also for, for all those of you who are listening. So you can maybe look at your communication styles. If you're like me, you're at home and you can't wait to hear the different styles so that you can figure out which one your friends and spouse are. But I would invite <laughs> you to also examine and see where your strengths and weaknesses are. So that we can grow because if we only focus on others and not on ourselves, then we can't grow. We can't take that to God and ask his help in that. So although we're waiting here to hear what are those five communication styles so I can figure out which one my husband is and make him change, I also want to just (laughs) slow down for a minute and ask the spirit, you know, where are some areas that I can improve and where are my strengths? Yes. Well, that's a good point of reference. I like that. So there's five communication styles, aggressive, passive, assertive, passive aggressive, and manipulation. And although your primary communication is based on your childhood and cultural influences, it is possible 
that with the help of a therapist or lots of practice, you can move to a healthier communication style and become more assertive because that's really the idealistic style. That's the ideal style is to be assertive. Now, empowered by the Holy Spirit, which is the one who guides us and opens our heart to grow and change to be more like Jesus, that might be our first step, which is under self-awareness. So what is self-awareness? Well, self-awareness is to be honest with yourself. To identify your primary communication style, you have to first say, what are your positive and negative traits in each style that present in you? So let's look at self-awareness. You really have to take a good self-inventory to make sure that you're not stepping on other people's toes, Mm -hmm. that you are not even stepping on your own toes. Okay. So respect is a good foundation. Right. And humility, Um, probably. Yeah. Humility. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. To be honest. I I can say that I've looked through the material and at any given time, I can, depending on the person and the conversation, I have a little bit of all of them. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But your primary, I think we all gravitate. If you're you're agreeing with me and you're giving me everything I want, then it's very easy for me just to be kind and assertive and speak clearly. But if you're not agreeing with me and you're arguing with me and I have triggers going off, then sometimes I might be others. Yes, and you're right. And that happens to all of us. I think we all gravitate to one primary communication style. But I think that situationally, or like I said before, culturally, I think we're going to, we are adaptable. Okay. So because we're adaptable, the one that's most effective and most respectful to yourself and others is the assertive one. So let's just start with that one. Let's talk about some of the traits. Let us know what are the qualities of assertive communication. Okay. Some of those qualities include being socially aware and empathic and protective of your own needs and wants while remaining respectful to others' needs and wants, accepting rejection easily, taking responsibility for your own choices, direct way of, it's more of a direct way of speaking, and it's emotionally expressive. What does all of that mean? Yes. What does the assertive communicator look like? Okay. The assertive communicator, while it is the best style, the assertive communicator has a high self-esteem and is able to find a middle ground between aggressive and submissive. And I'm not talking about biblical submission. I'm talking about like being quiet and and learning when to not say something, you know, just having that discernment, having that wisdom. And the assertive communicator also clearly communicates their needs without hurting others. That's the key. So that would be the goal for all of us. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the aggressive communicator. I know. I know them. <laughs> you know them? Yes. yes we I know all, all of them. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do too. You know, I can we, also, we all do. I can also be them. So <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Me too. Me too. Ask. This is, I think, probably is the competitive side of all of us. Uh, the aggressive communicator focuses on winning. Okay. And the aggressive communicator does not take other people's feelings into consideration. And they often want to achieve their goals at the expense of others. That's the difference. You know, I mean, we all want to achieve our goals, right? Right. But we don't want to achieve our goals at the expense of others. And that's the difference between an aggressive communicator. And their qualities are they're out to win no matter the expense. They believe 
their ideas, needs, or or emotions are valid or more valid than others. And they use things like bullying or intimidation. They're abrasive or demanding, or they're emotionally explosive. So you can see how this, this is, there may be a time in your life that you think, oh, this is the best way to react. But I'm going to tell you that the people on the other end of this react of this kind of communication style are not going to feel like it's the best way. Exactly. So let's move into the polar opposite passive communicators. These are the kind of people who are always trying to avoid conflict at all costs. Right. The passive communicator believes that he that the needs or the wants of other people always come before their own, and they value pleasing others and are often uncomfortable with speaking up and adding their opinion to the conversation. Now, I just went to a Bible study that we talked about the difference between peacekeepers and peacemakers. And peace, it was very interesting because they were saying peacekeepers are are like the the passive ones. They're the ones who try to, at whatever cost, makes me think of the matrix. You know, they're going to bend over backwards to keep the peace. But then, you know, what happens is they absorb that and their self-esteem starts to get chipped away. And these are the people that become explosive, that get just out of control, no self-control, whatever. Yeah, like different. I, I always think of peacekeeper because it sounds like a good thing, like we always right. keep the peace. But a peacekeeper will sweep things under the rug and overlook things. They'll push their feelings down and avoid talking about it sooner or later. You got to express that. It's going to come out sooner or later. So if you don't do it in a healthy way, it's going to come out later and usually on the wrong person at a later date in an unhealthy way. That's right. At the wrong place at the wrong time. It's it's kind of like a pressure cooker. They'll be cooking, 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 and then explode on you. Exactly. Well, a, a pressure cooker used the wrong way, right? Yes. And so let's talk about some of the qualities, if you want to call them that, qualities of the passive Yes. What does a passive person look like? Because it seems like they'd be very sweet and kind. They are, but they avoid confrontation at all costs. And more than sweet and kind, they're apologetic for their thoughts or opinions. Mm. Almost like it hurts them to voice an opinion. And they value keeping the peace, keeping the peace, not making the peace, but keeping the peace. And they, but they end up feeling like a victim all the time and they lack confidence. So it's not just the nice, kind people. It's they're having a hard time with it. Right. That's a lot to put inside. Absolutely. It's a lot so of we talked to carry. Yes. Yes, it Especially is. Especially trying so, to please everybody. You're trying to please everybody. Sooner or later, you're going to burn out. You're going to feel used, abused, neglected, because we mm-hmm. teach people how to treat us. So if I'm mm-hmm. always the one doing and I have no expectations of a mutually beneficial relationship. I, if you only tell me your problems and I never share my burdens with you, sooner or later, I'm going to start feeling like this isn't right. This isn't fair. But that's what I've created. And that's so right. that's that's a good one. Usually that's not me. So mm-hmm. I can say that if that's <laughs> you, that's something that we can really, biblically speaking, looking to the word, you can really find a place of confidence, Find a solid a ground where you can lovingly speak truth to the people in your lives and improve that. Like, it seems to me that would be one of the easiest ones to improve, but that's because I don't have that issue. Yeah, that so might be very I'm hard sure they're for all other difficult, people. Right, yeah. Yeah. So we've already talked about, like, what's the optimum assertive? We've talked about the aggressive one and the polar opposite, passive. But then there's passive-aggressive. 
And this is like one certain type. And when I think about this, I think about this like visually a wife that's very angry. She's slamming the cabinets in the kitchen as her husband's talking to her. And he says to her, are you mad? And she goes, no, honey, no, not at all. Can I get you some coffee? And slams the coffee cup down. It just doesn't match. You know what she's saying and what she's doing. So this is stemming from a feeling of powerlessness. Passive aggressive communicators, they seem passive on the outside, but they hide their true feelings and their true intentions on the inside. Okay. Some of those qualities, they look like they act indirectly. Okay. It just doesn't match, like I said, but they're acting from a place of anger. Mm-hmm. And they express their feelings by undermining the object of their resentment. Yes. Or they may complain a lot or they may gossip a lot. Right. Or, or maybe tell may... you how other people feel about you. So they won't come out and tell you, I don't like it when you do this, or I'm feeling this when you say things like this, but they'll tell you, you know, so-and-so says. Right. This Depending about you. on someone else. Well, mm-hmm. why not just tell if that's how you feel? Because my question is always like, and what did you say? <laughs> How did you respond when that person said something about me negative? I find right. that that's very indicative of passive aggressive personality or communication skill. Yes, you're right. You're right. And they, they might seem a little devious or yes. sabotaging. Yes. Or even self-sabotaging or even patronizing. Yeah. So now so, we're getting towards more the toxic part of communication skills, right? This is- Yes. Right. The other strength and weaknesses, but this is now going to the other extreme of it. Right, right. A passive aggressive. And I, I think a lot of times those that are passive aggressive, they haven't found that voice inside of them mm-hmm. to say, This these are my needs and sit in that silence and wait for someone to take care of those needs. Sometimes people have been traumatized or they've gone through experiences in their lives that they feel like, oh, no one's gonna listen to me. This is just a broken record. And this is how they've learned to react to other people, kind of like pre-react to other people. They set it up themselves and they don't even realize it. Yeah. And and you're right. It is toxic. Right. And so is the last one, the last communications. And it says it in the word, manipulative. Yeah. Here we go. This is the part we start thinking of the people in our lives instead of looking at ourselves. (laughs) This is where we have to rein back and say, What part of my communication skills are passive aggressive? And when do I use manipulation as a communicative skill or tool? Right. Yeah, exactly, Lisa. So what do they look like? Let's Um, look at them. uh Now, uh, the polar opposite of passive aggressive, okay? These people are skilled, okay? The difference is there's intention here. And they're skilled at controlling and influencing others. To, at their own advantage, okay? They'll use manipulation like scheming or cunning. Sometimes they will play the victim and hide in the underlying message, okay? What do those qualities look like of a manipulative communicator? That's a lot of syllables yes. there, huh? Yes. The qualities are they ask indirectly for what they want instead of being direct. They control others through deceitful actions and words, They make others feel sorry for them or obligated to help rather than just stating the facts and what they need. Or asking for help. mm -hmm, And they're calculated or scheming. Or they may use fake emotion to exploit others. Yes. This is one that, again, we're getting 
more to the toxic side, but Mm -hmm. I can spot one a mile away. Yeah. (laughs) I think Um, that when people ask you their opinions of other people, what do you think about this person? Oh, I think, I think she's nice. Really? Because she did this. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What's your opinion on this? And there you can kind of see that, well, I've already stated my opinion and you continue to ask in 14 different ways. You're trying to get me to share something or say something or even think something. I think if we're not filled with the spirit and we're not walking connected to God, Mm -hmm. it's I think any of these are easy to do in one moment like we talked about or another. But it's hard to look in the mirror and say, have I been calculating or scheming? Have I used fake emotions? Do I control others with my words or actions? Like, what? No, that's other people. But we really need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves. My question is, so manipulative people or passive aggressive people that we've agreed that is more like toxic, Mm -hmm. who are the people they look for on the top? That is great. I don't think that they look for, they don't look for aggressive. They don't look for passive. They don't look for passive aggressive I think that they're just motivated by their own needs, okay? They're motivated by their own wants. So they're going to continue to try and try and try. It's having the same ammo and just their motivation isn't to look for other communication styles that are Mm -hmm. complementary to theirs. If I'm manipulative, that I would seek out a passive person who wants to please others and I want my way. So that would be my- Your prey. My easy prey. Yeah, it would be your prey. However, I think that they're motivated more by their own internal selfishness. Uh-huh. Right. What is okay. it that they want? So they don't care. They're going right. to use anything they want. Right. Yeah, exactly. The important thing is here to be able to identify your pattern of communication. Okay. I mean, you hear that word? It's pattern of communication right. because yeah. we're, we're all going to lean into one of them or or use them several times, or, I mean, we're all guilty of using all of them at some point in our lives, right? Right. Yeah. But you want to le- learn what your pattern of communication is. And then you want to bring awareness to what your style is. And you want to strive for healthy communication. And how do we begin to do that? Right? Right. So how, what does and, that look like? Okay. Well, we can either do it like the world says, or we can do it through scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the world is going to tell you, you fit in one of these little boxes. Yeah. Me, me, me. How can I take care of myself? Or we can use scripture to make sure that again, it's our moral compass to make sure that we're respecting ourselves, respecting others, respecting God. Right. And that, that, that way is a different way of dealing with things. So we become familiar with the communication style that, that resonates with us first. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us choose a healthier form of communication. Okay. Yeah. So that's and, good to put on your prayer journal or your yeah. prayer list. Like I yes. would never think about praying for that, but that's uh-huh. a great, that's something really good to write down and focus prayer time on, look up some Bible verses and watch and see how he grows you in that area. Yeah. And I think sometimes the the best way to use your communication styles is ask yourself, have you ever felt misunderstood? You know, like your words didn't just communicate what you wanted or that you, you were asking for something that didn't come out right. It just went sideways completely. So that makes me think, okay, that makes me think that you need to stop. Think about what kind of unhealthy communication styles you're having. Okay. And 
remember that the optimum one is to be assertive. It's the one that's the most clear. And the good news is that you can you can gravitate toward assertive communication styles. That reminds me of the Proverbs 18.2 that says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. When we align where our heart is and we communicate it, hopefully our heart is focused and aligned with God, our rock and our redeemer, recognizing who he is. And then when our meditation of our heart is aligned and pleasing to him, our words will also be honoring and pleasing to him. Yes, exactly. And sometimes we have to spend time listening to what other people have to say first. That means closing our mouth and listening more, being open to, if you listen to what other people say, trying to be empathically a good listener. You know, not just listening for information, but, you know, try to step in their shoes and see things from their point of view, from their perspective is different than you just getting the facts. So let me ask you a question. Passive. So the Bible teaches us to consider others more than to put others' needs ahead of yours. But there's a healthy biblical balance, right? And then there's the passive. Like, what are the differences? Like, how does the passive communicator differ from the humble person who wants to serve others? How does oh, that's a great differ? That's a great question because I think that the passive communicator is not a passive person. The passive communicator is someone who doesn't feel good about themselves. Okay. Which is different than yes. a humble person who is in Christ and says, I am choosing to be this way because I am not better than you. You're not better than me, but I'm here to serve him. Yeah. And I'm going to try to help you. Okay. Or I'm going to try to serve God in this capacity. That's the difference is where they're coming from, where they start. That's that a great comparison. Absolutely. Totally. Also think about body language and eye contact. That's very important because even if they are, you can tell a difference if someone is not feeling good about themselves or if they are, have good intentions, your body language is going to match what you say. If your body language doesn't match what you say, there's going to be a disconnect there. So your message isn't going to come across the right way. Right. So let me pose another question to you. Have you ever felt afraid to speak your mind or embarrassed of what other people say, or you just verbally vomit on others with I'd your say, words? I'd say I'm, I've done all three. Uh-huh. I've been and, in situations where I'm like, whatever I say, it's going to be turned around and used against me. I've been in situations where I know the other people are not going to agree with what I'm saying. So rather than having four people disagree with me when I know that what I'm saying is biblical and true, or even if I don't, even if it's something just my opinion of politics or whatever, mm -hmm. or, and I have done the opposite where I'm like, I'm not afraid to speak my mind and I say it and then I walk away and I go, why did I have to say all of that? That was not necessary. It wasn't appropriate for that moment. Right, right. So again, these are communication styles. They're not labels for people, right? Right. And I think a lot of what times what happens is you don't have, people don't have that confidence. So if you don't have the confidence, then before you have a communication with someone that you feel like you need, that you're lacking confidence, then pray, pray so that God will give you that confidence to speak yes. and find your voice. Or if you already tend to 
speak aggressively, then maybe there's something there having to do with your anger. And you may have to deal with that right. instead. And hold back a little. You know, Everything does not have to be said at every moment. Right. All I'm at one learning. time. I'm learning. Right. <laughs> there's a right time and a place for everything. Yes. Know? And this is something that you can discipline yourself and rehearse. Write them out. Um, there's so many beautiful scriptures that we're going to provide for you also in a handout if, if at the end. But some of those, if you think about them, they're good for you to, to meditate on. Like, for example, the person who is, has, is struggling with aggressive words can focus on Proverbs 15, 1 through 2. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spout folly. I think that meditation on God's word helps to soften our hearts. I think that it also helps us, if that goes in your heart, many times you can tell a person what they are through their mouth. You could tell whether where their heart is through their mouth, right? Through the words yes. that come out of their mouth. So I think that it's good to try to meditate on some of God's words to help guide us. What do you think, Lisa? I agree. That reminds me of Proverbs 16, 23 and 24. And it says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips. And then verse 24, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And isn't that true? You know, when you need to speak to somebody Communicating a truth that you know is going to be difficult for them to receive or understand. When that person comes, persuasiveness, sharing their heart and gentle, pleasant words and sweet kindness, it just rolls into your body better and it's easy to receive it. It's easier to be honest with yourself because I'm not so busy being self-defensive or protecting my hardening it. I'm able to really try to connect and understand with what they're saying. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. And I know another scripture that we'll have available is Proverbs 12, 25. And this one talks about anxiety. We've all been feeling a lot of anxiety. Yes, and this is a good one because sometimes, like I say, it, it depends on where the person is at, is how they're going to communicate. So what's in their heart is definitely going to come out of their mouth and how they react to us. This one says, anxiety in the heart of a man weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. A good word. That's like a word of encouragement. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need to start with ourselves. And if you are praying and you were looking at God's scripture and you're meditating on it, it can help you so that you can encourage yourself so that you don't have anxiety as you're talking to right. other people. And I'm thinking when you are aligned with God's word, when you are sensitive to a spirit, you're going to be in that assertive mode of communication. You're going to be much, much more apt to encouraging others to sharing a gentle word rather than the aggressive person who's probably not too happy or a little more aggressive. The passive person who thinks, I don't know what to say right now, and they probably won't listen to me anyways. Or the passive aggressive, which is leaning more to thinking of themselves, not others, or the manipulative person who uses deceit and scheming and calculating. So that's another great reason why we should be seeking to have this assertive communication skill. Not only does it honor God, but it helps you to build people up. And I find that when 
you're able to have a connection with somebody and communicate with them well, isn't it true that you can speak more into their life? Yeah. It like makes you manipulative like manipulative person, I don't want to hear anything they really have to say. Like I'll listen quickly, but I'm trying to like protect myself. Right. So you shut down. You're not really going to be able to speak into my life because I'm just trying to finish the conversation. Mm-hmm. And even the passive aggressive and the passive person, if you don't have the confidence, if you don't have the confidence to what you're sharing, how would it affect me? If you don't believe what you're saying, how am I going to believe what you're saying? Right. Right. Yes. And I think all of those are effective points. So in summary, I think that knowing the communication styles, okay, assertive, passive, passive, aggressive, aggressive, manipulative, knowing all five of those, becoming familiar with the one that you resonate with the most, knowing your pattern of communication, being able to pray and use the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you so you can make better decisions so you can communicate what your wants and needs are and being able to listen to other people is incredibly effective. I think that those are all really good beginnings in order to help you and others not feel misunderstood and use the right words to communicate. Right. And connect better with others and have deeper, deeper friendships and relationships. Yes. And we all want that. We do. We do. But we will have some downloads available so that people can look to see what kind of communication style they are, learn a little bit more about what pairs off the best and, and some communication, some downloads for scripture as well. Absolutely. We'll put those in the podcast notes. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. Martinez. Would you like to close us out in prayer? Yes, I would. Thank you so much. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this technology. I think it's amazing that when it works, we are able to communicate with each other and be available so that we can help others from the privacy of our own homes, that we are safe and sound. Lord, I thank you for Lisa and her family. I I thank you for my family, for us being able to do this. And I, I pray for the listeners out there that they would be blessed by this information, that they would want to learn more about you, and that we would be vehicles to glorify you, Lord, every step of the way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Lydia. I just was thinking these, when we have this healthy communication skills, it makes us a better wife because we're able to speak how we're feeling without putting all the icky stuff, icky stuff in it. We're better to, we'll be a better parent and a better friend. But you know what? It also leads us to better prayer. Because then when we talk to God, we're talking authentic, our authentic self, our feelings, our needs, our wants. We're able to speak like, come humbly before him and bring it all without trying to manipulate or being, you know, some people, some people, sometimes (laughs) I have negotiated with God. If you give me this, then I'll give you this. Or Mm -hmm. Lord, I've done this for you, which is kind of manipulative and passive aggressive sometimes. Or, and I've been angry with him too, or I've demanded But looking at these, I see coming to God boldly, but humbly, that's assertive prayer. And that's the kind of prayer that really changes our heart because we're open to what he wants to tell us in return. And it isn't treating him like a vending machine. Exactly. It's building on a relationship with him. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening. And we thank you for visiting today's podcast. You are our friend, and you are a friend of God. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. 
We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?